0: The funniest people I know, these are the funniest people I know. Said improv ripping callers some sketches. Characters and interviews and then some more sketches. Now these are the funniest people you know. Now these are the funniest people you know. Now these are the funniest, these are the funniest, these are the funniest, these are the funniest, these are the funniest. These are the funniest people I know
1: hello world welcome to the funniest people i know podcast and radio show i'm george kloris and here with me today are some really funny people on the line we've got alexandria sweat what's going on alex
2: hey george not too much very interesting i'm just glad to be here with you guys to laugh my worries away
1: awesome and from (laughs) midtown atlanta we have tj jackson what's up tj Hey, George.
3: Just day 69 of unemployment and wondering what life's about. So I'm doing great. <laughs> All
1: right. And joining us this week as a guest co-host is the very funny improv actor, Freddie Boyd. What's going on, Freddie?
0: Hey, 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 hey. Hey, that's me. Yeah, it's good <laughs> to be here, you guys. Did y'all hear TJ say 69 earlier? That oh, yeah. That <laughs> was pretty dope. i was
3: trying to come up with a number because I knew (laughs) it it wasn't less than 50, but it wasn't more than 100. So I don't know why I landed on 69. Because I know why.
0: Because it's (laughs) the funniest number. (laughs) Oh, I'm just immature, I guess. (laughs) Because you're 12. But yeah, I'm also mourning the loss of, I guess, PUA is coming to an end in a, a week or so. We'll see what happens with that. Hopefully something's in the works. Out here surviving.
1: I'm really glad you're joining us today, Freddie. You and I have never officially met, but I've seen you perform a ton of times on stages across Atlanta, Highwire Comedy, Village Theater, Dad's Garage. So it's really cool to have
0: you on the show. It's really cool to be here. So what's the funniest thing that happened to you this week? Uh, Nothing (laughs) funny happens to me, man. (laughs) I guess I can say it because my girlfriend won't hear it. We're celebrating our six months because we're that kind of couple and I, bought her a mug from Walmart with pictures on it. And the biggest picture on it is just this really dumb meme that has a really scary picture of Cupid on it. And it says, even Cupid's a bit grumpy before he's had his morning coffee. It's just a sentence (laughs) that somebody old thought was really funny. But the first time we were scrolling through her aunt's Facebook page and we saw that meme, and I cried laughing for 20 minutes straight. I haven't laughed that hard in a long time, so every time I look at it, it brings me to tears in the best way. I want to know who thinks, man, who are the most cheery mythical creatures? Santa Claus. I guess the Easter Bunny is pretty happy. Who thinks the Cupid and is like, well, I need my coffee, and you know who would be funny to also need their coffee? Cupid. A baby. <laughs> I Imagine. totally
3: want a whole backstory about someone who designs mugs for a living. Like, is it stressful? Or are they expected to crank out 10 to <laughs> a day and they bring them to the boss and be like, hey, you can't see any of these on the ceramic.
1: <laughs> so the mug department is run by Miranda Presley. Yes. smashing She doesn't like. Yes. Something's been on my mind all week. I have started reading the book by the president's niece, Mary Trump called Too Much and Never Enough. Mm. And I'm living in this weird world of the president's upbringing. And it's, uh, she gives a lot of information about family dynamics and dysfunction, financial drama. She also paints a fascinating portrait of 45 from a psychological point of view. But the one thing that's really stuck out to me is that he's a terrible gift giver. Have y'all heard about this? (laughs) No. No. He gives terrible regifts. So some of the gifts that come up in the book is he gave his niece a novelty shoe filled with candy and other nonsense that was clearly missing items that they had taken out, like the caviar.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it starts bad yeah. at novelty shoe. Novelty shoe. It's either a shoe you can't wear, so it's too small, or it's too big. I don't get the novelty part. And there's also just
1: one of them.
2: Oh, my God. It just is so on brand for his type of trashiness. And it probably came from the gift shop at one of the Trump Towers or something.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So he paid himself to give this gift.
2: (laughs) He didn't pay for anything. And he probably was like, you suck that's my trump impression no keep
0: doing it it's great yeah. you were close. <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah. oh my god is donald trump in the room wow oh god, thank you <laughs> thank you he also gave her a pack of cheap granny panties just like underwear they gave her brother
0: a two-year-old calendar i'm poor her- And I can't fathom, that's the (laughs) stuff that even I would throw away. I keep everything and a two-year-old calendar is going in my trash can. The fact that that would even come up in a biographical setting just proves how awful it is.
1: The calendar in and of itself is a bad gift. I don't want a 2021 calendar, let alone a 2018.
0: Yeah, They're both
1: trash gifts. Right. It's like someone said, quick, it's Christmas. Grab the first three things you see and run out the door.
0: I'm not even convinced that he got it before he got out of his door. I picture him <laughs> walking through their house to the backyard <laughs> and saying, this just, just pulling it Taking off. things yeah. from their own <laughs>
1: Yeah. Another thing on my mind this week in the news, you know, Kanye's quote, running for president yeah. for the birthday party.
2: Is that what he named his party?
0: Yeah, the, birthday the, name party. the
3: party. No, he did not.
0: He yes, did not. <laughs> it's it. real. It's, it's a real thing. <laughs> one of the hardest things in the world is being a Kanye fan. It's such a big practice in separating the artist from the art. There are a lot of smart Kanye fans. I'm not saying I'm one of them. It's got to be such cognitive dissonance to what this man produces so much. But everything he says and does is baffling. Yes. He's not mentally well, and I think that's being exploited, which is shame on the people around him, but it's hard. I caught highlights of his campaign rally, and he wept twice. His political views are really all over the place, not in the worst way, which is weird. (laughs) It's like definitely nobody should ever vote for him ever but his policies are better than Donald Trump's. Which is
2: weirdly true. I just need Kanye West to take his meds and leave my Black history figures out of his mouth, okay? Because the next time he talks about Harriet Tubman or or Rosa Parks or whoever, slavery not being real, I'm going to slap a fool. I need you to take your medication, take a breather and sit down, sir. We want to care about you. We need you to (laughs) care about yourself, Kanye. And like you said, The policies are based on personal anecdotes. When he was talking about his policy on abortion, he told a story about how he told Kim to get an abortion and she was like, no, and how he almost killed his baby and how his father almost killed him. I was just like, get him off the stage!
1: I don't think Kim or his baby wanted him to discuss that in public. It was so uncomfortable. I'm with you. It's hard to be a fan and also see this constantly. I don't know what to make of it, and I'm also scared America will vote for this.
0: What he's saying is definitely not okay, and there's no excuse for it. There are people big-upping and co-signing on his breakdowns in public. People are just eating it up. When is society to blame? When is this camp to blame? Mm -hmm. Everybody's like, don't listen to this fool, but why are we even entertaining it in the first place?
1: There is a weird crazy we allow our megastars to get. Michael Jackson hit a level of crazy where he was like unaccountable. I think Madonna's hitting that level of crazy where you seem unaccountable and nobody in your camp is telling you that's a stupid thing to say. They really do need people they trust to let them know you're too famous, you've detached from reality.
0: Right. Mm -hmm. There needs to come a point where we disregard anything this guy says, like Mel Gibson. When he broke down, we were all like, okay, we're done with them. We don't do that with anybody else. They have to fall off before they get discredited, which takes too long. We try to get political advice from famous people too much.
1: Do you guys think he's a better gift giver?
2: I think he's a better gift giver. The one thing I will give him credit for is that this year he has donated to Black Lives Matter causes and donated funds to the college fund for George Floyd's children. I will say at least he's a better gifter than DT.
0: Kanye is too conceited, even more than Trump in a different way, that he would never give a bad gift because that would reflect badly on him. (laughs) And he seems to care a lot about birthdays because he named it the birthday party. And he has a song called The Birthday Song.
1: If he was in a Secret Santa with a twenty dollars budget, I think he would buy something for the thousand dollars and make everybody else feel really uncomfortable. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and say the thousand dollars is twenty to me, which is probably true.
1: I
3: would like to see Trump and Biden and Kanye on the debate stage, I just one <laughs> debate, just to see where it goes and what direction. I can just see. Biden and Trump being totally confused the whole time and scared to say anything. <laughs> it's just like the amount of awkwardness I live for.
1: The SNL that next weekend would be so good. Yes. Some positive news. This week, Nicki Minaj announced that she's having her first baby. And she posted these photos of herself looking really glam and like a bejeweled bikini. What did y'all think of that news?
2: I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> It's so funny that we're talking about this because I was just telling my friend Christina, you speculated this for the last month or so because she recently released a video with Takashi69, which I don't know why she makes music with that man, but that's not my business. She did a video with him and she was positioned and placed in ways that you could tell she was hiding something. Her breasts were extra full. it was like something's going on here girl but you know you ain't said nothing yet and then i'm scrolling on my timeline and she's like hashtag preggers and she's like holding her belly and i was like i knew it oh my god christina
0: was right.
1: Ah! <laughs> christina's always right you need to listen to her more often
2: i really should
0: i feel like Everyone I know has had a baby during quarantine. And that's really interesting to me because it would make sense if a lot of people had nine months later, but it's like everybody was getting it before quarantine started. And then they Mm -hmm. got stuck in place and had a baby.
3: I had one just because I was bored.
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What else is there to do?
3: Mm -hmm. Exactly. I was like, I guess I'll have a baby now.
2: (laughs) It makes sense. It makes sense. I feel like we should suggest names for Nikki's baby and send them to us. I think she'd want to hear some names from the funniest
0: people. <laughs> if it's a girl, she should name her Anna Conda. <laughs> <Okay, I'm done.
2: laughs> oh, she should name her baby Monster.
0: <laughs> she has to say it like that in her monster Yes, to-
3: <laughs> I want her to totally take everyone by surprise and not name the baby like crazy. not name it. Yes.
0: I mean- We well, right. want it to choose its own name when it's old enough. Ooh, yeah. I like that. that I like yeah. that. Parents do mess that up a lot of the time and it's no fault of the kid. They literally have to live with that until they can get it changed. But most people live with that for the rest of their lives.
1: I agree. But I don't think kids would pick much better names. I know the names that kids pick for dogs and those are almost always stupid.
0: Yeah, I named my dog stupid too. <laughs> <laughs> I think I would come out of four or five and call myself fire truck.
3: It's better than blanket.
0: Anything's better than blanket.
2: Oh, uh, yeah. whatever number Elon Musk named his child.
0: Oh, yeah, that was
1: yeah. weird. <laughs> I also heard that Jessica Biel and Justin Timberlake had a secret baby this week. Rumors are that she secretly delivered this weekend. So my question is, Alex, if you were going to have a baby... Would you go the Nicki Minaj route and pose half naked or like Jessica and keep it a total secret from everybody?
2: Oh, I'm so conflicted because the half naked is fun. The photo shoot was great. Nicki mm-hmm. had those clear heels. She had on candy cane bralettes and ruffled panties. I was here for that. But also being like, "Blah, I guess y'all didn't know my business. And <laughs> here's a baby. That is boss. I'm gonna join the Jessica bill. Mm-hmm.
1: You just show up one day with a baby.
2: Yep, yeah, I didn't know.
1: Sorry. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I don't have time to share (laughs) all my business, Mom. Okay.
2: Right. I was just baking a kid, sorry.
1: (laughs) (laughs) What about you, George? Secret baby would be real ball move, but being in a gay couple, I would worry people think I kidnapped it. You definitely need to lay the groundwork a little bit.
0: You gotta have the baby alibi. (laughs) Yeah, you gotta have people (laughs) be like, No, I heard they were
1: adopting. No. Not wanting people to think you kidnapped your child.
0: Yeah, Jordan's baby is cute, maybe too cute. Did he pay?
1: Me?
3: <laughs> <laughs> That's what I thought. Anderson Cooper did when he showed up with his baby. I was, who was just like it came out of nowhere. He wasn't telling anyone he was expecting. I seriously think he just went to the hospital and he was like, I want that one. And
0: (laughs) (laughs) you just got (laughs) it from the parents? The parents were like, yes, of course.
3: (laughs) Yeah, uh, absolutely. We were hoping
1: (laughs) you would be coming by.
3: (laughs) (laughs) When he came on air, he was like, hello, I'm Anderson Cooper and I have a child.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Random. He was reporting the news.
3: Yeah. And the next scene, he was in some war zone.
1: Freddie, I'm really glad we have you on the show. We wanted to have you on for a while. I think you're a really funny guy. Like I said, I've seen you do a lot of work on stage. You do improv. You've done plays. You were in Black Nerd at Dad's Garage, right? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I
1: thought I saw you in that. You've done sketch, web series, comedy shorts. What do you enjoy doing the
0: most? Ooh, that's really tough. Improv is, you know, first love kind of thing. I like it the best because I think I'm the best at that out of. I've done that the longest, so it's the most comfortable. But I do like getting out of my comfort zone. I've been doing more and more film stuff. I filmed an indie feature last year, which was really crazy to film for months and months and months. And I really do enjoy sketch. I've been trying to write more. Sketch performance is a lot of fun, but rehearsals are for nerds. (laughs) (laughs) Just go out there and mess it up if I had to pick a favorite, it would be improv, but I really like all of them for the different things that they bring, especially learning new skills. I feel like I'm learning stuff from all of them. Stage acting is really fun. I'm really needy and insecure. I definitely like a live audience to validate me.
1: Instant gratification. Yeah. (laughs) You don't get
0: that with film. You definitely don't. Every part of it has some really cool stuff and it's, interesting to navigate what different types of funny works in different mediums stuff will end when you just make it up but if you wrote that down and said it later nobody would laugh at it and vice versa if you made up a whole joke people would not be a big fan of it if you've said it on an improv stage so it's cool to try to figure out what kinds of funnies work where
3: I saw Freddie do improv for the first time. I think it was on this improv festival at the Village Theater and it was Freddie, Sarah, and Andrew do a dance party. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: Yes, yes, I saw that show.
3: And I thought it was the coolest concept to have like a dance break between improv scenes. Oh, yeah. Because the audience was getting really into it and it was just some great energy. It was just super fun, just being the audience.
0: That was all Sarah's baby. That's the worst part about me and improv. I just don't do anything. And (laughs) thankfully I have funny friends that come up with good ideas. Sarah birthed that out of her beautiful mind. And it was really fun for me because Sarah, Andrew and I have really different styles of play and it's really fun juxtaposed against sporadic dancing, especially because we always got a suggestion of the artist that we would dance to in between. But it's like a mix of really good dancing music like JT, shout out to his new baby system of a down one time like (laughs) (laughs) it's not what you think of when you think of dance music it was really cool because the tech really had control over the scenes so we had two second scenes and then six minute scenes where it would just keep going and going regardless of how good it was and we couldn't edit ourselves so it was ridiculous but it it's a good practice especially when you're playing with your good friends
1: you've been doing Online virtual shows with Dad's Garage during quarantine, right? Yeah, 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 How's that been?
0: It was kind of weird at first, but we've definitely hit our groove. They've been having programming every day, which is pretty crazy. I haven't seen that in a lot of places. It's been neat just to have kind of like TV where you can just go onto Twitch and then turn it on and something's going on. Most of the shows aren't improv per se. They all have themes and people review stuff. There's fake news segments that are more scripted. The thing I mainly do is Scandal. It's like a soap opera, but we've been doing it like Zoom chat. It's villains working from home. They're on Zoom calls with each other and they have random drama and stuff. I think we found the groove with that. So it's been interesting and it's definitely a learning curve, but it's a lot of fun.
1: I'll have to check that out. I haven't seen that. I really like the Scandal show when I would see it live. So that'd be really fun to see it.
0: Yeah, I think it's translated pretty
1: well. You and Alex have something in common, because you guys have been binging 90 Day Fiance.
0: (laughs) My girlfriend and I started even before quarantine started, and then quarantine just shifted it into high gear. There's 90 Day Fiance, and there's before the 90 Days, which Mm -hmm. shows the couples before they get the visa. So a lot of them go over to the country. And then there's after the 90 Days, I've seen probably ever after question mark. Are they doing okay? (laughs) Probably Probably not.
2: Probably not. Probably not, no. Not if it's 90
0: days. Nope. <laughs> yeah. And then it's 90 day fiance the other way, because usually they get engaged with someone and they come over over the K-1 visa, which they have 90 days to get married. But some people go over to their fiance's home country.
2: I'm always so fascinated by the Americans and how American they are. You decide to date people that are coming from countries, the conditions are not similar to what we're used to here in the U.S., then blame these people for the conditions of their country being the way they are upon them visiting these countries?
0: There are these types of people in the world, and it's mind-boggling.
2: Uzman, he's a rapper in Nigeria. Baby girl Lisa went to Nigeria to meet his family so they could get approval from his mom because he's Muslim and like very traditional in their faith and you have to get approval from the matriarch of your family. All these things before she gets there, she has problems with his fans making comments on his social media and she goes after the fans in his comments. <laughs> His team is like, you need to check her and get her together because she's going to mess up your brand. He's like, no, no, I love her. And he apparently made this song, Baby Girl Lisa, is something that's <laughs> yeah. supposed to be about her.
0: I'll be there for I you don't... every single day. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the whole time she's there, she complains about everything. She's
0: two years older than his mom. It's crazy. She just comes over there and she's not happy with anything He's Muslim, so he is used to being in charge. They're just clashing all the time. And they always have these knockdown, drag out arguments. They end an argument with a proposal, and then nice. the next day they get married.
2: What has fascinated me about 90 Days the Other Way is
1: I can't believe that's the real name. That's so stupid.
2: That Americans visit these lesser developed countries. They are always amazed that people survive. A baby can't be raised here. (laughs) And I'm like, talking to an adult that was a baby and now grown.
0: It's usually the parents, but sometimes the person themselves, but they're always like, there's no way a baby could live here. And they're standing in front of their childhood home. <laughs> and it's the most insulting thing in the world. Look at these conditions. Nobody <laughs> could survive here. There's trash everywhere. There's no toilet in the bathroom. There's no way a baby could live here. There's uh-huh.
2: infection everywhere. And I'm like, is there? Oh
0: my god. Like, and most why are of them you are just here? Chilling. And they're like, That's my home. I'm good.
2: It's so bad. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. Because I keep watching.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that is the review of that show. It's so bad, but it's so good. There's so many meme accounts just based on 90 Day Fiance. I kind of thought we were the only people watching it. And then I thought we're the only people under 55 watching it. No, it's out there. What else do you have to do?
1: I tried watching the one season and I hate watched every minute of it, but I couldn't <laughs> stop. It was like yeah. I have to know what happens to these awful people, even though I do not care and only think bad things should happen to them.
0: Every so often they'll come with these two people that you're like, oh, I really like them. I hope they work out. And it's really weird because everybody has to have a big secret that they haven't told them <laughs> until after they get engaged or somebody's parents has to hate somebody else, Kenneth and Armando. They're so sweet. This dude, Kenneth, is like 54. He's the most beautiful man in the world. His fiance is 30, and he looks better than his fiance. He does. <laughs> he has four kids, and he has grandchildren, but he's leaving all of them in Florida to move to Mexico. They're so sweet, and they're so in love.
2: I was still nervous, Freddie, because of the preview. Kenneth let his American come out when he did not choose to learn Spanish before moving to Mexico. No duh, boo-boo. What do y'all think? (laughs) Where do you think
0: you were going?
2: Because it's the franchise it is, I have already given up hope. And I'm saying that this beautiful couple is going to be trash to save myself the heartbreak.
0: You got to temper your expectations.
1: Freddie, I don't know if you know this, but TJ has a talent. He believes that he is a dream interpreter. Ooh.
3: In a past life, I was a dream interpreter, and I feel like those skills came on to this life, and I still have that third eye, as Brittany calls it.
1: I believe that. Since TJ believes that his past self might have been a dream interpreter, and Alex and I have been having some weird recurring dreams lately, we thought we'd ask TJ to interpret them. Cool. Alex, what was your dream?
2: It was that I was out in public with a mask on, but nobody else around me had a mask. And they kept getting in my space. I was at a store and they kept reaching over me and I was shaking and hyperventilating. And then I woke up.
3: Do you remember what kind of store this was?
2: It felt like a Kroger,
3: maybe a public. Grocery store. (laughs) Okay, that changes things. So (laughs) what does it change?
0: Let the man work.
3: Thank you, Freddie. I consulted my other dream interpreter friends in our Facebook group. Basically, (laughs) masks mean that they are hiding your feelings of sorts or you're masking Mm -hmm. your inner thought, you're like holding something back. And it may just signify that you're hiding your emotions on a particular matter or from yourself. Hmm. Ultimately, I think you're just scared of getting coronavirus. So. <laughs> <laughs> or um, there being a, a zombie apocalypse. They're just all coming after you.
2: Were these all the Karen types coming after you? There was at least one Karen to yeah, my right. Exactly. I feel her. She was yelling for a manager and trying yeah, to get yeah. half <laughs> off of her croissants. It was disgusting. All of us experts
3: are still trying to interpret the Karen, which is more common in dreams these days. So I'll get back to you on that. So enter reflection and go to Kroger and know that it's all right.
1: Thank you. TJ, that was thoughtful and coherent. Is I- that not normal?
2: We'll talk <laughs> offline.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I was impressed. I have faith in you now. I'm going to tell you my dream. I had this recurring dream last month where I'm at work at the restaurant in the kitchen and I'm stressed out because I'm low on fried chicken. So I'm frantically making fried chicken. (laughs) Then I find out that the dining room is full of aliens from outer space. And so there's tables full of aliens having dinner and every one of them wants fried chicken. And I'm really scared that they're gonna kill me. And then I would wake up sweaty from this crazy dream. (laughs) what does that mean?
3: (laughs) Oh my gosh. Usually with recurring dreams, it means that this is an ongoing issue that we just haven't dealt with. Was there any sexual encounter with the aliens
1: in your dream? No, I didn't have sex with any of the aliens. I Why just not? Made them. Exactly. I was very busy. Why? Yeah, was, there certainly <laughs> wasn't mind. time for
0: that. I was yeah. behind on chicken. Well, maybe you need to make time.
1: No alien sex, just yeah. chicken.
3: Usually kitchens in dreams means that we are working on something towards a goal, like something's being cooked up, like a new project. And then fried chicken, interestingly enough, means that you have worries or many cares, but you'll profit from them in the end. The aliens, unless you didn't, had sex with them really are just an anomaly in this story. Uh, <laughs> essentially, you're working on a project um, that's stressing you out, but will be a huge benefit for you
1: in the long run. Okay, I can go with that. Yeah. If I have the dream again, do I need to have sex with one of the aliens?
3: I think it would
1: help mm-hmm. me because it is a big key.
0: Yeah, I need to update if you have yeah. sex with aliens if
1: i ever have that dream again i'll try to stop making chicken and go have sex with an alien and then i'll report back to you guys thank you yes that's the least i could do i guess a few weeks ago we had an in-depth conversation where we dissected the song what would you do by city high it was a song we loved but then when we paid attention to it we we're like oh this song is not okay yeah alex right you've across another song from 1999 you want to discuss <laughs> I did.
2: I was humming to myself, and I was like, "Mm -mm, you know what? I have a problem with Jeannie in a Bottle by Christina Aguilera. You gotta rub me the right way. Why are you rubbing me? Let's have a conversation. (laughs) I don't wanna just be rubbed. Also, wasn't she like 12 singing this? I really have questions about the lyrics that grown men were writing for young girls in the 90s. You
1: mean Christina didn't write her own music? (laughs) uh,
0: I gotta get off the chat. I gotta make a few calls.
2: (laughs) I was thinking about how the lyrics contradict themselves if you want to be with me, baby, there's a price to pay. I'm a genie in the bottle. You better rub me the right way. But her body is saying, let's go. but "No." (laughs) I'm saying no. And you guys are awesome guys, but I know men do not do well with indirect instruction. And I just feel like (laughs) this probably caused a lot of confusion. And she just did not speak for herself in the way that she probably really wanted to and i think that's where my problem lies
0: the genie metaphor for me breaks apart if she's a genie in the bottle but i have to rub her the right way how do i get her out of the bottle is (laughs) question number one why am i rubbing her are there wishes involved if i want to be with her that's a good point that's the wish and then there's a price to pay so now there's a transaction
1: yeah
0: (laughs) i don't know if rubbing is the currency It's a poor metaphor.
1: It seems like rubbing is the currency, but you're right. You don't rub the genie, you rub the bottle. Yeah. She lost it from line one.
0: Also, what genies do you know that came out of bottles? Where's the lamp? I know lamp doesn't roll off the tongue, but...
1: I just assumed it was about her wanting a guy who was into doing hand stuff. I guess that's the literal meaning. Is anyone else assuming that?
3: Yeah, I could maybe see that.
0: But it seems like if you want to be with me, you have to do it well, which is fair. But what stage of the relationship is it?
1: Just met. They just met.
0: Hi, my name's Christina. You want to be with me, baby. There's a price to pay. I'm a genie in a bottle. You got to rub me the right way. Is that on top of being a good person and compatible?
1: I think she's just saying, if you want to be with me, you have to go through step one of foreplay.
2: The compatibility is found in the rub. Depending on how good the rub is, that will determine how compatible this partner is for her.
0: (laughs) It started off very cryptic. It's come on, come on, yeah, come on, come on, uh, which sounds like instructions. So I think that's your theory, George. It sounds like hand stuff to me.
1: At one point, she tells him, you're licking your lips and blowing kisses my way, but that don't mean I'm going to give it away. Why would it? (laughs) Licking lips and blowing kisses should never mean you're going to give it away. That dude has no game. Stay away from him.
0: Oh, I got to make some calls for real now. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Licking
2: lips and blowing kisses does not work.
0: No,
1: no, you need to be rubbed the right way. She's very specific.
2: She it's is true. specific about what
0: she wants. Yeah, it's specific on what she wants and vague on the execution.
1: Yeah, you better figure out the right way on your own.
0: She does say you have to make a big impression.
1: I think we all know what a big
0: impression means. It means you have nice to... size queen. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> that makes sense. But with hand stuff, does that even come into play? You have to have a big impression on your jeans while you do hand stuff to me.
1: And I guess then that makes it appropriate for her to have been in her teens when she wrote this song.
2: I think we all tried our hand stuff in our teens, so
1: yeah. It definitely on is so strange.
0: (laughs) Another beautiful line is, hormones racing at the speed of light, but that don't mean it's got to be tonight. Baby, 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 (laughs) baby, 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 baby. baby.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Those are mixed messages right there.
0: Yeah. It's like, it doesn't have to be tonight, but you do eventually have to rub me the right way.
1: (laughs) No pressure. You can go and learn how to rub (laughs) me the right way and come back.
0: (laughs) You have to make a big impression, but also a first impression. Because if you rub me the wrong way the first time, it's not going to happen. I'm not going to. (laughs) Also, you gotta like what you do. You have to enjoy it too. You can't just be trying to please me
2: she wants them to know that they're good at it and therefore that makes her happy. That's how I'm and interpreting that right now.
1: I can see She that, wants yeah. him into it yeah. and not just doing it to do other things.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. we all know it's going to stop at hand stuff because it should uh, age appropriately.
2: <laughs> no judgment to today's youth.
0: <laughs> yeah, but she wants it to be an act of itself and not just a lead into something else.
1: It's not a means to an end. Well, it's a means to an end, but that's it. That's the
0: end. Yeah, the end is the end.
1: (laughs) There's no sequel.
0: And then there's this weird verse about anal sex. Did y'all read that? (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. That's not in there, obviously. That joke is so 99. I'm so 2000 and late.
1: (laughs) This has been another episode of Funniest People I Know. Thank you so much to our guest, Freddie Boyd, for joining us. If you want to know more about Freddie and see his online shows, check out dadsgarage.com. Thank you so much, Freddie, for being on the show.
0: Yeah, thank you guys so much for having me. It was a lot of fun.
1: We record for the Georgia Radio Reading Service. Thank you to producer Jane Boynton, who edits the show.
0: Thank you, Jane. Thank you, Jane. Thank you, Jane.
1: <laughs> if you enjoyed the show, please review and subscribe, share with a friend. You can email us at know at gmail.com if you want TJ to interpret a dream or find us on Facebook <laughs> and Instagram at know. Y'all have a hilarious week. Bye.
0: Bye. Bye.